Hey there, everybody. This is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast, where warrior women and some men too who have gone through absolute caca give you advice on how to get to the other side of yours. Today is unusually special for me. And I always say that today is special, but today is especially special because my guest today, Stephanie McGee, is my classmate from high school way back in the day, class of 1994. Stephanie, thank you so much for being my guest today. You're welcome. So we are going to go right on in, and Stephanie, I'm going to give you the mic. I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself and just basically tell us you know, who are you, where are you from, and, and what keeps you busy these days? Oh, well, a lot of things keep me busy. Um, I'm in Connecticut, in central Connecticut, in Meriden. I, um, I'm in project management, so I'm a, you're going to find I'm a, I'm a personal planner, a professional planner, an all-around planner. So... In my professional life, I do it for a financial technology company. I manage a, a nationwide team of project managers in that space. In my personal life, I've recently gotten very much re-engaged with my sorority, which I'm also working to help restructure on a national level. Uh, again, trying to infuse my passion of planning <laughs> into a lot of different aspects of life. So uh, it keeps me very busy. That's really awesome. And I love that you are, I love that you're living where we went to high school together. It just makes me smile, like imagining you right there in Meriden, you know, on the east side. It's, it's just, it's really. It's east Main Street, you can remember the old strip. I can, of course I remember the old strip. Oh my gosh, Taco Bell and Friendly's and oh man. Friendly's wow. is not there anymore. No more Friendly's. That's sad. Taco Bell is still there. Of course Taco Bell is still there. <laughs> <laughs> Friendlies. Oh my gosh, so many adolescent memories from Friendlies. Alrighty, well, we could we could definitely be um, reminiscing for for this entire time, but we won't. Um, let's let's cut to the let's cut to the the tough stuff. So, as you know, Stephanie, this is a podcast that is mm -hmm. it's by and for mostly women who have been through something life shattering, something traumatic, and and really difficult. So, would you please summarize for us what you went through and give us a sense of what was the worst part for you? Uh, I'm good. I'm in a second marriage, so actually, my my first my divorce from my first marriage, I would say, is is it was the hard part for me. I think. What's interesting is being in a relationship. I think I started that relationship in college. I was 18. Um, and I really feel I was not looking for the forever relationship. I think you're in a young mindset. You're not thinking of the forever. So I think for me, just getting to where I am today, to where I'm a very confident, I'm independent. Um, I really feel at that time in my life, there was some codependency. I think that was very difficult. Um, I think there was a lot of going on where I think I, I needed to take care of someone. I was young. I needed to feel needed. It was so great to, to, to feel needed. And I really kind of, uh, took over in this relationship where the mother left off. So I was taking care of, of my boyfriend at the time. And, and then really it was, we moved from one state to another so he did not have friends and family in that state. And I think that creates a codependency relationship in that way. Uh, he was not good with money. That creates a codependency in a way where I took that on as well. 
Um, and then when you start getting, I think you kind of, at least for myself, I think I, I got into a relationship and it became more out of habit where you're just going with the flow. You're not really being very mindful of, of what I want, um, what things matter to me, uh, what values do I have? Uh, I, I was too young. And again, you know, I wasn't thinking long-term. I wasn't thinking what are the, the, the characteristics that I need in my life? Um, so I think there was a lot of immaturity on my side from a relationship standpoint that I own. And I, it's something that I try to instill in my children now is don't get so involved before you know yourself and what's important to you. Cause I think that is so important. Um, and then getting to a point really in the relationship where I felt like I was starting to have children and I was, I had one child, I had two children, but really, I really was taking care of three children. Oh, geez. <laughs> you know, I call it the, the baby man in a way, because I, I get, you know, you get to a spot where you really feel like I'm taking care of everyone and no one's taking care of me, mm. not even me, where I was completely spent, where I was just feeling like I'm taking care of everything, all the worries, all the financial worries, all the budgeting, all the, the cooking, you know, it, it I think that was my lowest where I just felt completely spent just, and I honestly, like looking back, hindsight being 2020, I think I probably had some undiagnosed postpartum after my second child mm -hmm. that maybe exacerbated things at that time, because I would say, um, the relationship wasn't a hundred percent before I had my, my, my children. Yep. It was one of those, you know, you get to a spot where I'm like, I was probably only a few years into the relationship and I'm not happy. I'm not happy. These are the reasons why. Some lip service. Okay, I know what I'm going to do. Six months passes, nothing changes. You feel like you're having the same conversation again. And I think I kind of went in that cycle where it was like, you know, him being, okay, I know, I know what I'm going to do, but not actually doing anything. And again, just kind of rolling forward. Now I can see the signs because what's interesting now, um, at that point, I think we, you know, if we were good, we were at that point in our life to buy a house. Mm -hmm. But I had cold feet about buying the house. I did not want to, I think in now looking back, I think I, I knew, I just, I knew something was wrong and I, maybe that was a commitment that I couldn't make with my husband, my first husband, because I just, I don't know, something in me, I couldn't do it. Um, and I can remember, I can remember very vividly, very vividly right after my second child, you know, crying in the shower, just having those moments of complete breakdown in the shower, just were feeling lost, feeling like totally alone. Because again, you know, I'm taking care of everyone and really just feeling like no one is there. No one is there for me. And I think having the realization for me, I had to have the realization. And at this point, I had two kids in diapers. Because again, I just had my second. So he was at that point in a baby, baby. And just feeling in my heart of heart, you know, it was like that. And I was young. I was in my early 30s. But maybe in my mind, I thought I was old, you know. But and then you have to think, how many more years do I have in my life? Yeah. Do I want to do I want to spend all of those years feeling the way I do right now? Well, and it sounds like the answer was no. It sounds like the answer was no. And you you knew. I mean, your your intuition, your you know your body and your intuition were sending you those signals. 
I'm not going to buy this house. No, I'm not going to buy this house. Have the money ready to do it. Nope, not going to buy this house. You know, and it's it like we, our 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 intuition and our bodies do that to us, where they just you know they they knock on the door and they say, hey, something's wrong here, and we don't listen. Hey, something's wrong here, and we don't listen. And years can go by where we're not listening, and then and then like whatever that you know that small and very correct voice mm-hmm. will kind of dig its feet in and just say okay nope i'm this this is where this is where this stops and i also like one thing that occurred to me while you were talking was that we we have more time now from a generational standpoint from a health standpoint we have more time now to figure ourselves out yes because we're living longer and it's almost like we, we're living the equivalent of maybe two and a half lives to where if you look 100 years ago, 200 years ago, people were dying much younger and they were just sort of like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to follow this path, you know, and, and there's maybe, maybe even a sense of urgency, even biological urgency to marry, to have kids, to find, buy the house, to have the career and all of that. And, and now we can't really kind of take it for granted that we're going to get it right um, when we're young or get it right the first time around. I'm really, I'm kind of hearing that from you. Yes. You know, I mean, my mother married when she was 21 Mm -hmm. and she had, has always told me that she accepted the proposal because at the time she thought that this was it. Yeah. At 21. (laughs) And you know, when you're in the moment to me, you know, you feel, you feel like this is it. You, you, but hindsight, you know, now it's like, wow, I was so young. And even I got at that, at that, in that, my first marriage, I was married at 24. That's very young. That's it's pretty like, young these days. <laughs> yeah, my gosh. You know, so it's one of those things like, big, I'm big with my, both of my kids um, who are boys, you know, but still is, is to, to, I've been really grounding them and it, it's so important to know your values. Yeah. And when you're young, when you're an adolescent at 18, you you don't know yourself yet. You, I don't think, you know, you really don't, I think it really takes time to come into yourself. Maybe some people know themselves right away, but I think that you really have to go through some experience to really kind of figure what kind of person you are. You know, I will say one of the things for me, I can remember in my first marriage, um, I'm a very affectionate person. I'm a touchy feely. I'm a hugger. Um, I'm a, you know, I'm a very affectionate person and my first marriage was not very affectionate. Mm-hmm. And so I think I got trained kind of against that. And that was something that was, I was like, okay, do this is a need for me. This is something that I need. I need this. You know, and, and, and it's one of the things like I've had conversations, my kids are now older, they're, they're in their late teens. Um, and I've had conversations because it's not, it's, it was never personal. It was never, your, you know, your father's a bad person. I'm a bad person. It, I said, we were just not right for each other. There was, you know, it wasn't something that happened was like, oh my God, this is terrible. Or it was just, it, it just wasn't for me. It was just, it, it just wasn't for me. I think I, I, I came into myself probably during the marriage. Unfortunately, I think I found myself. I think I, I came into myself and I, that's when I realized I just wasn't happy. This was this was not the life for me. And I, and I can remember being in that shower crying and really thinking, and again, my kids are babies, but really feeling like they would not want that for me. Yeah. Like they, they would want me to be happy. Yep. And I, you know, like, it, it, like they would want me to be happy. 
Um, and I knew that that would be best for them. And it, it wasn't immediate. I mean, I think the, the realization, there is some relief in that. But I, I knew for myself, because again, there was a lot of codependency, that that was the beginning of the planning. And that was a, a hard period of time. Sure. Um, oh, yeah. You know, because at, at that time, at that time, I, it's interesting because this, this, this period in my life, it, it, it was at a professional level and a personal level that kind of had to spur each other because I knew that in order to, for me to be independent in all senses of that word, um, I have two kids that are medically expensive. They're both special needs. So they're both medically expensive. And I knew that I have to make essentially the equivalent of what we were making together in order to be independent and to take care of them by myself, you know, to have the real, you know, to have the, I will say just to, to feel uh, confident that I could take care of them by myself. Sure. Yep. And I knew that, I, you know, and so I think it spurred kind of a professional growth because I knew I had to really kind of, you know, get very ambitious to mm -hmm. really start planning, to really go into um, going back to school. I think that, you know, from, for myself, I, I, I was really adamant about changing the trajectory of my career. I was more into IT development and I was just starting to get into the project management path and that I found a natural fit for me because I was already a natural planner. I didn't know there was such a job that, wow, I heard these are things that I normally do. This is great. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that I found that passion mm -hmm. um, through this, but I think it took, it took, it, Took a lot of planning you know I think it was a good between the realization of the unhappiness and me actually telling saying it out loud was probably maybe nine months to a year mm -hmm. because I put my started going back to school I knew I had to look for a new job um and yeah. I and then I felt like once I had a job that I didn't have to worry then I felt safe that I could actually speak it out loud and I think that was a hard period of time sure yeah I mean there are challenges to every to every stage of that absolutely well let's let's take let's take it to the other side now let's take it to the other side getting to the other side of of um, of leaving your marriage and making that huge huge transition and being independent as you said in every sense of that word <laughs> What, uh, you know, it really, I mean, it takes, it, it takes a lot of warrior energy and a lot of mama bear energy to get to that place. What is the best thing uh, or was the best thing about being on, on the other side when you got there? Feeling totally confident in myself, hmm. really knowing myself. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, it, it, even in my professional career, when I, you, you come into yourself there is some pushback there too. You know, I've had, you know, I'm a very passionate person. I can come across probably aggressive if I'm get at very passionate about something, especially if it's something I'm very confident in my knowledge about. Um, and I think sometimes, you know, in, in, the, in the, the working world of being a woman, sometimes, you know, that could be taken uh, as a negative when you're very confident and strong in yourself. Yes. Um, <laughs> So I think that's, that's a struggle too. And, you know, there's emotional growth. I think there's a lot of experience that, 
and and I think a lot of it is going to school. Going to school, I think, ignited. Uh, uh, I love learning. You know, I'm a continual learner. I can gobble up books. I love information. I love data. I think going to school really started like feeding that fire, having real adult intellectual conversations with other intellectual adults was great. You know, being, having that time, like me time with school to, to really kind of let my mind um, really kind of expand and yeah. to really meet people. And at that time, you know, it was a, it was a education for working adults, going to school full time, working, you know, going to, going to work full time and going to school in the evenings, um, learning from other people's experience. Uh, and a, a lot of them are roughly in the same age range, going through a lot of the similar experiences. And I think you kind of uh, um, lean on each other. Cause I, there was, a, I almost thought in this period of time, it's funny, I have a lot of friends who went through similar experiences around the same time. And at the time I was like, oh, is divorce contagious? Is divorce contagious? So I felt like at that same time, as I was separating, I knew at least all of a sudden less than like a little handful of people. But you know what? It wasn't the divorce that's contagious. It's the liberation that's contagious. Mm -hmm. It's the freedom that's contagious. It's to witnessing someone going through the rebirth that you want so badly for yourself. That's what's contagious. Really feeling confident and like having faith. You know, I think that's the hardest thing is having that, the faith to take the leap. Yeah. Because professionally and personally, it was a big risk to me. And I'm risk adverse. I'm a planner. I, I will plan, I, yeah. you know, spont spontaneous things will make me a little anxious. Um, but, and, and I think that, that the, there's, you just have to have faith. And I think it's the hardest thing to teach. But it, you just have to, and I think one of the things that I try to do now is inspire. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, I look for all different ways to bring about positive change. I do it in my work every day through process, through boring stuff, through just making things, you know, through just process change in order to make things more efficient, just so we don't make the same mistakes over and over again. Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, this is really, it sounds like you went through a real awakening and, and, and you're, you're giving back. And this is a theme that I really see on this podcast is folks who go through the ringer and come through basically hell and then, and then get through it and come back stronger and have an increased level of self-awareness, which you're talking about, like knowing yourself that that being, you know, one of the best things about coming out on the other side is knowing who you are and being confident in that. And you know, speaking of, speaking of of supporting each other and being around like-minded folks, I'm wondering, is there is there, is there anyone else, kind of a, a warrior woman like you, who comes to mind? Maybe someone who's inspired you on your journey, who would be a really good guest on this podcast? Well, I, I'll well, I don't know. Unfortunately, the warrior woman that I would love is no longer here with us. Was my grandmother? She uh -oh. that is someone if you know. She had come over during World War II. She came over from Germany during the Holocaust at the age of 10, all by herself and went through wow. through the orphanage system and came out as a, as a, a very strong woman. <laughs> but, and you know what? So I, I always look at her story and she never complained. She mm. never talked about her past. Mm. She, ne you know, it was not something that, she, it's funny. It's something that we had to, to kind of discover behind her back because she never wanted to like talk about it yeah but I think that that takes a lot of strength too 
Amazing. Wow. Well, I, I wish that I wish that I could talk to her live. Um, so Stephanie, based on what you've gone through, um, what is a piece of advice that you would give to women and people in general, <laughs> humans, who are going through a crisis right now? And they, they don't know how they're going to get to the other side. They don't even know if they'll get to the other side. How would you, what would you say to them? Uh, three things would be have faith. And I know it's, you know, again, easy to say, hard to do. Yeah. Have faith. However, you know, look for inspiration wherever you can find it and have faith. Consistency. Get mm -hmm. a plan and be consistent. You know, change takes time. It's a million, it's a million little things that will start adding up. And then like the other thing that I'm really big about because of the codependency is always have your own account. Mm. Never put all your eggs into a joint account. Always have your own account. You can have a household account for the household bills that you split, mm -hmm. but always have your own account because I never want to be in a situation and I don't think anyone should ever be in a situation where you work hard and you have to ask permission to buy yourself something. Mm. You work hard, you want to get something, get it. Yeah, that's really, that's really concrete. And, and I hope that folks are, are taking that to heart um, because, because financial independence is really a thing. I mean, it, it's really, it is a type of freedom and it is a type of um, money can be a source of freedom. Money can be a source of confidence and money can also be a source of liberation. I love what you said earlier about how it's not the divorce that's contagious. It's not the tension that's contagious. It's not the leaving your spouse that's contagious. It's the liberation that's contagious. And I found um, that when I was going through my divorce process, there were some people in my life who distanced themselves from me. And I think they did that specifically because they were struggling in their own marriages. Mm -hmm. And it was perhaps triggering or difficult or Emo just emotionally difficult for them like to, a mirror a mirror yeah for them to witness what i was what i was going through and what i was going through may very well have been a lot more dramatic than what was going on what was going on in, in their own home but um but yeah i i agree with you about that so our last question is um there's nothing heavy about it it's it's really about how this pod podcast is about being epic and i'm wondering stephanie if you could have any superpower that you don't already have and i know you have many what would that superpower be i've always this is so funny i've always wanted to freeze time Ooh, i don't think i've gotten that answer yet mm-hmm like and one of those, one of those kind of old movies, like where you like freeze time, and then you sometimes you do mischief, sometimes you do positive things, and then you just kind of everyone comes back to action. And you've messed with it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, neat! I really I don't know what I would do with that, but for some reason, I always thought that would be cool. So cool! It doesn't matter what you do with it. I love it. I, I think that's such a neat idea. I love that. Stephanie, thank you so much for being my guest today. I would love to know, um, you know, if is there is there anything that you publish or do online that any of us could follow, or or a way that, you know, you would want people to get in touch with you? 
on the, uh, LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn. I don't have anything published, but maybe maybe one day. LinkedIn, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you you're in a field that is not going anywhere. You yeah. are in a, you are in a absolutely like a a, a high a very um, what's the word? People need people need you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, everyone, this is Nikki Bruno and Stephanie McGee on the Epic Comeback podcast for great ideas on how to stage an epic comeback in your life after experiencing a life-shattering situation. Please visit theepiccomeback.com.